I think you're going to make good decisions if you listen to your heart. Hello, this is Sue Freck, and I'm your host of the Happy Marketer Connection podcast, brought to you by Vesta. Each week, along with my guests, other fellow passionate marketers, we'll explore engaging and inventive marketing strategies and toast brands making impactful consumer connections. Please kick back, relax, and join our happy half hour of marketing inspiration and positivity, and come away a happier and smarter marketer. This week's guest is Dawn Dobras. Dawn is the CEO of Credo Beauty. And for those of you who do not know Credo, Credo's mission is to change the beauty industry for the better. They are the largest non-toxic beauty retailer in the United States. With stores across the country and online, Credo brings the largest, cleanest, fully vetted assortment of non-toxic beauty and skincare products to the market. Dawn is completely passionate about the 135 plus brands that she partners with, particularly helping the startups and the women-led companies, providing them resources at whatever stage that they need help. So thanks for tuning in to the Happy Marketer Connection. So let's dive in. Dawn, I just have a little icebreaker right before we start. This is the Happy Marketer Connection. It is not happy hour, but happy half hour. My goal is to bring some positivity into the world and particularly with everything that's going on in, in our country and the world right now. So one of the icebreaker questions is really, is there a skill? Is there something that you've learned, something you've read because of the situation we're in with COVID-19 and everything that's happening that's given you maybe more time or new perspective, something that you can share that you might've done differently over these past, personally, over these past eight plus weeks? Yeah. Well, I think probably like everybody else in the world, I watched a ton of Netflix and we came to discuss Mrs. America or the Tiger King or all of those. I'm obsessed with the Michael Jordan thing. But you know what I would say, I feel like I've learned is to trust my gut more. And um, we've faced a lot of hard decisions. Like we're a retailer right now and we're operating in a global pandemic with obviously social unrest across the country. And it's really difficult to run a business and there's no playbook. And, you know, I wake up in the middle of the night and don't worry, I'll get positive in a second. And I wonder, you know, how to do this. I don't know sometimes how to make a good decision. And we keep saying on our management team that one of our goals is obviously to keep our business thriving, but also to bring joy and to lead with our hearts and to trust our guts. Um, because in life, I mean, forecasting, hiring, making decisions, like anything that I've ever used in my toolkit is um, different now. And we realize that we actually know a lot more about making good decisions. But, you know, in the today's business world, of course, data is informing. But when you have no data and you don't know what to do next, to look inside your heart and listen to it and intuitively let yourself lead. And that's not something that I think we talk a lot about in business. And I don't think it's something that um, we honor enough, but I will tell you, we go back to it a lot right now when we just don't even know what the next step is. I think you're going to make good decisions if you listen to your heart. Yeah, I love that so much. I think when you also look back, like when we look back on this time period, you know, five, 10 years from now, or you look back, 
in your career and I look back in mine, there were moments where I made a choice and I trusted my instinct and those were some of the best decisions, but those aren't often the ones we lead with until a situation like this. So I, I love that. So thought provoking. You know, our theme this week is on champion. I selected this theme because I really feel like the two meanings actually both apply to you and, and to Credo. You know, champion is fighting for a cause. It's, it's, it's believing in something. And I think Credo Beauty has so much that they are fighting for, not only for the brands that you work with, but your overall cause. And then champion is a winner, someone successful. And obviously your career and what you've done um, across your career is, is definitely aligned with a champion. So I thought that that was so appropriate for this theme. Can you just tell us a little bit more about Credo Beauty, what your mission is? Sure. Well, first, thank you. I'm going to tell my kids to call me a champion. I don't know if they'll, <laughs> well. I don't know if they'll, I don't know if they'll buy into that. <laughs> so Credo Beauty is the largest clean beauty retailer in the United States. Just to give some analogies, we are a retailer, not a brand. So we have actually over 130 brands in our beauty store. So we are like a Whole Foods of Beauty or a green Sephora, where when you walk in our doors, we have vetted every single item, every single product, every single brand to a really high level standard. We call it clean beauty. That starts with a restricted substance list. So over 2,700 different ingredients or ingredient formulations that we don't allow in the store. But it's also about transparency in the sourcing pipeline. It's around sustainability. It's around ethics. So it's a broader kind of lens that we look through when we bring these brands in. And what I am most happy to say about that, not, not most happy, but one of the things that is most interesting, I would say, is that over 90% of those brands are either founded by a woman or run by one. And if you look at conventional beauty, uh, that statistic is below 25%. Wow. So you have a movement that is by women. They're worried about what they put on their bodies. They're worried about what they use on their daughters or their babies or their mothers or their sisters. And the fact is, there's a lot of toxic chemicals out there, just like our food supply. And it's kind of hard and tricky to figure it all out. Like, I'm not a scientist and like pigs and, you know, formaldehyde. Like, I could go on with a list of things that are snuck into your ingredient list that you put in on your baby's shampoo or et cetera. And um, what we try and do is take all the homework out, right? Beauty is fun. Lipstick is fun. Yeah, I mean, washing your hair, being beautiful, like all those things should be fun and you shouldn't feel the heavy lifting. So much like how you might feel with your favorite farmer's market, where you know that the food supply aligns with your beliefs. That's what we're trying to do at Credo. That's amazing. Amazing. Which is why I was so grateful to have an opportunity to talk to you and, and about what Creed is doing. So talk about these 130 plus brands, the women, the startups, um, your experience, obviously we shared is so vast. What kind of knowledge transfer are you doing besides giving them a platform to sell their product? What are you doing to help them? You know, these may be first time business owners. What are you doing to help them grow? <laughs> <laughs> um, and many times, well, it's interesting. The first wave of clean beauty brands was very much entrepreneurs that were working from a passion. So maybe they were breast cancer survivors. Maybe they were deeply involved in health and wellness and they had no business background. Um, the second wave of entrepreneurs we're seeing are actually coming out of the beauty business. And I'm happy to say that clean beauty is the fastest growing segment within the larger beauty segment. And so you're seeing a lot of sharp cookies come in and say, Hey, I believe in this, but actually this is where all the growth is. So I want to be there. So your question is what toolkits or how yeah. do we help? Yeah, how do you help them? 
we meet them where they need their help. So this year, and in a, in a pre-COVID world, I can't even imagine this now, we hosted an entrepreneurs conference and over a hundred of our brands flew into San Francisco. We did you know, a day of really, let's figure out how to make you bigger and stronger. Our goal is not to lock everybody up in credo, but to foster brands that are gonna make meaningful change across the world. So topics on fundraising, topics on sustainability and packaging, on supply chain, on education so that you can out, go out and promote your brand and how does that get out into the retailers, on beauty trends, on how you formulate. These are all things that we either do, we did that in a formal setting with a, a conference for our founders, but we used to meet, <laughs> I know we do it over Zoom, uh, we used to meet regularly, you know, every day brands would be coming in, our, in ours, and sometimes it's marketing feedback, sometimes it's positioning, sometimes, you know, we have the beauty of where we are as we sit across 2,700 SKUs, we sit across 135 brands right now, and so we can say, wow, that worked really well over here, we'd recommend positioning here, you're pricing that too high, you know, we can give them really solid advice our goal is to grow these from baby brands into big brands um, and it's really really exciting along the way you know we've met some of the most badass fantastic women and, <laughs> men and activists and people with a passion um, they're really good people and so we have this community and kind of family that we can draw on as we go forward so living through you know the last Couple of months have obviously been hard on everyone. And, you know, immediately we reached out to our brand community and tried to connect those that were short, you know, had cash flow issues. Can we connect you um, with financing? Were you having supply chain issues? How can we help there? Were you having trouble? A lot of cutbacks on orders, right? Lots of major retailers were closed. We did not suffer the same reduction in sales that many um, beauty retailers did. We were able to kind of in a positive way transfer a lot of that online, but helping them manage their inventory. Lots of really raw, frank conversations um, along the way. And it's our goal to grow them, right? Uh, we're a beauty retailer, but at the end of the day, if these baby brands become the next L'Oreal, so that's a tribute to us too. Yeah, that's exciting to help help grow their grow their success. Um, it, it's incredible, and that event and just the resource that they have in you and your team that is so powerful. Because I think myself as a first time founder CEO didn't have those resources early on, and it's hugely. The other thing we love to do is headhunters. Um, <laughs> who's the co-founder of Credo and myself. We always say our next job is going to be a recruiter because we love matchmaking and being yeah. like, oh, this talent should go over here. Oh, you need a social media person. We just heard this person. So that's another way that we can bring in talent to our companies as they need it. Yeah, that's a, another great resource. Another great resource. So what's that selection process? You're talking, you know, you've got 135 plus brand. What does the selection process look like? I'm sure there are lots of companies, startups that want to be uh, partnered yeah. with you. Yeah. So in the beginning, there weren't a lot of brands that could meet the standards and that were highly efficacious. And when you think about the original kind of 60 brands we launched with, not all of them are still at Credo. The business has grown so that, and I'm just going to say less hippy dippy and more mainstream. Like these are awesome brands. If you haven't tried Kosas or Gucci Westman or Tata Harper or Marie Vernique, these are brands that hold their own against any brand out there. So they're better for you. They're better for the planet. They're more sustainable, but they're great brands. So 
our, our, our journey has changed quite a bit. We're at capacity in our stores. So every brand that comes in has to have a reason for being, and it's got to work. It's got to have a brand founder story. It's got to have a reason for being like, it's got to have beautiful packaging. It has to smell good. Like, I mean, we are evaluating non-toxic on the same exact levers that an Ulta, a Sephora, a Blue Mercury, a, um, you know, any big beauty retailer is evaluating them on because there's a lot of supply now that there wasn't before. In our old lives, the packages at the front door would just pile up of new brands trying to pitch us. And, you know, you can feel it when they walk in the room. Like, does the founder believe in it? Do they have um, a clear mission? Does it make sense? Do we like to use it? We are, you know, we all test everything. And that's, that's above and beyond where, you know, the conversation about did you pass our restricted substance list? Yeah, yeah, that's a great, I'm sure there great, are so many. Great brands sell. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that story will be something great. And we'll be like, you know what? Your packaging isn't there or your pricing isn't there. So come back and work on it. And we'd love to launch you later. Yeah. Yeah. And having that passion right from the beginning, the founder okay. story, the mission. Look, it has to be like, if you're going to, I assume that many people on, that are listening to this are, are probably founders or want to do startups or in small companies. You have to lead with your passion here. There's a reason that you started a company. And it wasn't to do a ho-hum job. It was to break a mold, to do something different, to be your authentic self, to bring something new. You have to bring it every single day. Every and, day. and we can feel it when people walk in the door if they've got it around. Yeah, that authenticity. And that's so important because that is what Credo's about as well, the authenticity. So you're, yeah. you need to be the ones to vet that out early on. And, and any, any feedback you give them or turn them away, that's helpful to them. That's like a, a point where they can turn and pivot and grow. Yeah. No, in fact, we just turned down a brand a couple of days ago and they said, you know, we formulated to your standard and we were like, we don't like your products. Like nobody in the office liked them. Like they didn't smell good and uh, they were really weird. And we don't, we're, we're glad that you're doing right by the planet and formulating in a big way, but you actually don't want to buy those things. Um, right. So, I mean, like it, it has to work. It does. Cause it's not going to sell otherwise. It's just right. not. It's so weird. you're doing them a favor. We're not a nonprofit. We're here to, to foster entrepreneurs to be big and bold and, yeah. you know, go for the stars. And so, yeah. you know, we have to give good feedback too. Community-powered marketing delivers a new world of sales growth. Our Vesta platform elevates your brand presence, delivers predictive insights, and transforms your consumers into lasting brand advocates. To learn more, find us at vesta-go.com. I noticed early, early in your career, you were Old Navy, Gap, Ecom, earlier in your career. How much has really changed? How much has stayed the same? I mean, being able to transition Credo from the retail stores to online in this environment is a huge strength. Just talk a little bit about that piece. You know, early in my career, I was in a big retailer and it was, this will date me, um, but it, the on, online hadn't happened. And so I actually launched oldnavy.com and I know my kids are like, mom, the internet's always been here. And I'm like, actually, it was not always here. Uh, and, you know, I laugh when I go, when I think about those days, because, you know, I had to do all my presentation stuff or management on paper because nobody would want to click through the screen. So we would take an executive's office and we would paper every click of the website to let people go through. So that is a great story. <laughs> I, I mean, look, 
it has changed so com it, it's a complicated thing back in the day like we threw up a website and everybody went crazy and it was pretty easy between social media and digital marketing and you know the amount of third-party plugins and technology and what's open source and what's not uh, it's complicated right like it's a whole different world so i feel like when I first started in digital, maybe it felt like, I don't know, eighth grade going into ninth grade. And now I feel like, I, you know, it's PhD, right? Yeah. We're in grad school now. Yeah, yeah. So transitioning um, from retail into digital, obviously we're retailers. 60% of our revenues came from our stores. On March 17th, we shut our stores, did our best to move all of that volume to online. One thing that we we're really lucky to do is we, we actually did not furlough or lay off any of our employees. So all of our store employees we kept on. And the first That's couple amazing. Uh, amazing. Was, was a big scramble, right? Here are people that we hire because they're great IRL, like they know everything. They're like super extroverts and we're like, work from home, build some blogs. And we started moving everybody to online chat. So we have a partnership with a startup out of the UK called Hero. And it's basically assisted chat. But we started manning that with all of our sales associates across the country. And they're great at selling. And they're great. So if you actually log onto our website right now, you're going to get the best help in the whole world. And it was a great way for us to start driving our business um, before uh, we shut the stores kind of assisted chat was about 1% of our business. On any given day, it's running 15% of our business. It's bigger than any of our stores right now. And we have people staffed, not 24 seven, but almost because we have East Coast through West Coast. We staff with incredible talent and it's allowed us to keep everybody on the payroll. So That's amazing. That was a big shift for us. It was a big shift for them. And I have to compliment all of our store employees. We basically are like, we know we hired you to do this, do this now. You have to be great. You have to help us save the company. And they did it. And our customers loved it. And now we're starting to reopen our stores um, in different markets, except for New York. We are open in some version now. Unlike many retailers, they were already on staff. So they just rolled right back into the stores. We obviously have different protocols. We have different shopping experiences now but we were able to educate and build them with everybody on staff. So we weren't starting cold. So, you know, knock on wood, the first couple of weeks have been, you know, our customers are starting to come back as they feel more comfortable um, venturing out into the world. That's amazing. And the hero product, um, how much will stay? I mean, one of the biggest frustrations consumers have are chat bots where you ask the question and they certainly can't answer it. Um, no matter what the hour of the day is, so you would expect a human. This is a huge advantage that you actually have not only a human, but an educated, thoughtful, caring. I go, I go on all the time and I'm like, hey, who is it? I, I need shade matching. I need more foundation. I mean, that's a big one. Like, you know, how do you match foundation online? It's next to impossible. And you know what? There is AR or AI or there's a lot of different solutions. Frankly, I've tried them all and... I still need help. Um, I'm always super insecure. Like, did I get the right shade? And like, you're putting it all over your face. It's very stressful. So now I'm always <laughs> like, hey, Kevin, what color am I in the brand? So it's been great to really tap into that knowledge. What we're doing going forward, and again, we don't know. We've never lived through a global pandemic before. But what we do know is we are likely to have lower capacity in our stores for safety. 
think about payroll hours. We want to protect payroll for sales associates, but at the same time, we know that there's going to be less payroll in the stores. So we are keeping this third channel or this, which is um, assisted chat. So Amazing. we are bucketing hours there and um, keeping more people on payroll that way. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's that your dog. My new work from world. Yes. Um, you can probably hear my dog barking yes. in, uh, in the background. Sorry. Mine's dreaming. Her her paws are going like you know up and down, up and down. So she's having she's she's enjoying the work from home right now. But I think everyone can appreciate kids and and dogs that and spouses at home. Um, I know we've all navigated the, the the change in that that work from home. So just my last question: Do you have some positive story? You must have stories. Can you think of a, a one that you might want to share? Whether it's about a founder, whether it's about employee, whether it's through your career, joining Credo, the founder of Credo. Is there a positive story that we can end with? That's something that's helping helping bring positivity into the world. Yeah, you know, I was going to talk a little bit about how we moved everybody to the online chat. Um, but I, I do think that one thing I learned this week, and I, I don't want to timestamp this, but you know, there's been a lot of social unrest and I feel like we should address it a little bit. And yeah. we have a very diverse and young employee population. And something that I did this week that was really hard, it was probably the hardest thing I've ever had to lead through, but really positive was we did an all hands deck, uh, all hands meeting about race and injustice and equity. It was the first time in my life, to be honest, where I had led a conversation or participated in a conversation that was so raw and so honest and so tough um, in such a diverse group. What came out of it was a lot of authenticity. And I feel like that word gets reused a lot. And I, so I don't, sometimes I, when I use that word, I wonder if I'm, if I'm communicating the strength of it. But what I realized is that I need my team. They need me. We need to talk more. And we need to talk about the really hard stuff. And even though that can be scary and stressful, um, what comes out of it is so much better. And I think a lot of times in our professional lives, we're scared to go there or we're, we don't cry, you know, don't cry at work, um, be professional. You know, a lot of times I'm the only woman in a, in a business setting. And so I think about how I modulate what I say and how I say it. And, you know, we had a lot of employees that are really tired of not being able to be who they are or share that way. And it was really great and probably the hardest, most um, positive thing I've done, certainly, in, uh, this year. And so I just really encourage wherever you are, make sure that you go there have the conversation, ask the question, talk to your employees or your spouses or your neighbors or your relatives, um, because I think it's the only way that we're gonna get to a common ground. And um, that has been an incredibly positive thing with this week. Okay, I just you just gave me goosebumps. I think <laughs> being in a leadership role, yourself, myself, so many of the listeners, that is our responsibility to be sure we're asking questions and not be afraid to give everyone a voice. Also, we say that with our communities that we build, we give people voices, but having your store employees have access to you and for you to hear firsthand their stories. Um, and I think the open communication is just absolutely critical in this time period. And even having formats like we have right now, having a podcast, yeah. you know, this is, 
this is my way of giving back positivity, but I think it's so much bigger than that. And, but it's going to take all these little steps. So I love to hear that you've done this town hall and, and it's had such a big impact on you. And I'm sure the employees and, and what also can happen is obviously they then take that story to all the people whose lives they touch. Um, and it's just so meaningful. So thank you for sharing that. Really, really grateful. And thank you for your time, Dawn. I know you are so busy running this incredible this is business. The most fun I'll have all day. I told you that. It's been very stressful running this. This is way more fun. Oh my goodness. I, you know, and, and absolute credit for everything you've done um, for Credo and to the founder of Credo. Um, she's just been obviously a champion as well. So I want to make sure I give her credit, but thank you so much for your time today. And thank you again to our listeners. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, Sue. Dawn, I want to thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. I really appreciate you sharing your stories and allowing us to use this platform to have a voice to bring some positivity and change into the world. To hear more stories and lessons from Happy Marketers, be sure to subscribe to the Happy Marketer Connection podcast on your favorite app. To learn more about community building, our Vesta solution powers online communities to elevate your digital presence, deliver predictive insights, and transform your consumers into lasting brand advocates. And I welcome you to connect with me on LinkedIn or Twitter at Sue Freck or find us at Vesta-Go.com. Thank you.